The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our great friends over at Prize Picks. Hey, are you tired of losing in fantasy sports? Well, times are changing. Now it's just you versus the numbers. Prize Picks is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team or you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space. On Prize Picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict that they will go over or under their fantasy projection. Hey, you think Stetson Bennett gets back on track this weekend in Lexington for the Dogs? Well, then take his over and win real cash today. Prize Picks gives you the chance to win 10x your money for getting four predictions correct. That's right. Last night, Thursday night football with the Falcons, I got three out of four correct on a flex play and cashed out. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. Sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app and use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT, to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. Look, we have an awesome slate of SEC games this weekend, a couple of other great games in the Big Ten and the Big 12. Halloween is tomorrow night. Tons going on. Why not have some fun and get amongst it? Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT or go to prizepicks.com. You get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. And I know I've told you this before, but if you already have prize picks and you have yet to use the promo code PUNT, it's still live. Go into customer support, tell them you want to use the promo code PUNT, and boom, they will match that deposit up to 100 bucks. Our friends at Prize Picks are the best. I'm looking forward to another awesome and profitable weekend on Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. We love our friends at Prize Picks. Great slate of games. Halloween weekend. Let's dive right into it. Let's get into this episode of Punt and Pass. All right, let's get into it. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Head on over to puntandpass.com for all your college football needs. It's got our picks of the week, it's got a blog, it's got all of our podcast distribution, and of course, our YouTube channel, which people love, and I love it too. So head on over to puntandpass.com. 
a great weekend of games, I think. There's not many, like, premier top 25 games, Aaron, but there's a lot of really good matchups in the SEC and around the country. But before we dive into punt, pass, and pick and give you our thoughts on the top five games of the weekend, we've got some news to break down. First, big news breaking last night. Trevor Lawrence has COVID. That's right. Star Clemson quarterback, Heisman frontrunner. Um, I guess he's got mild symptoms, they say, Aaron. ACC protocols call for a 10-day isolation. Funny enough, yesterday, well, I guess not funny, of course. Coincidentally, yesterday he was found to have a positive test. And from yesterday, the big Notre Dame clash was exactly 10 days away. So he's out this weekend against Boston College. Trevor Lawrence has entered 10-day isolation now as of Friday morning, October 30th. The Notre Dame game is nine days away. And Aaron, did you know that in the ACC, you cannot test out of the protocol like Nick Saban did, like an SEC player could? You can't test out, but they have confirmed with a PCR test that Trevor Lawrence does, in fact, have COVID. We hope he's healthy. We hope he's all right. Um, But wow, this kind of throws a wrench into it. And uh, let's just talk about it. I mean, Big implications this weekend. Everybody loves Clemson's backup quarterback as well. But next weekend, I mean, it's going to be one versus three, one versus four, Clemson, Notre Dame. Yeah, this is this is why, you know, this season, if, if you are a, um, a gambler, we definitely put our, uh, you know, our picks out there. It, it's going to be interesting. It's tough, yeah. man, because you just don't know. And then you talk about the ramifications for, for the, the playoffs, for a guy like that to, 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 you know, right now, is he out of the Heisman race? I mean, if you it, miss two games... You know, it's say if he misses this week and next week, Ooh. how how can you vote for someone to win the Heisman that misses two games compared to someone that plays an entire football season? So it just I think it's going to make everything really difficult at the end of the year, uh, just making these decisions. And, you know, the good thing with Clemson is, yes, he is phenomenal. He's the best quarterback in, 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 the, in college football. He is going to be the first pick in the draft if he does decide to leave. Um but this team is loaded. We, we, we keep loaded. saying it over and over again, but they are loaded at receiver, at running back with ETN. Their defense is absolutely tremendous. Uh, he will be missed, but this team should still win without him. They'll definitely win and, and should win versus Boston College this weekend without him. And I still think if he's not able to play against Notre Dame, um, I still like them just because of that defense, man. I, I'm still not sold on Notre Dame on their offensive side of the football. You know I'm a big fan of Ian Book, but – that, that that side of the football just has not been consistent enough for me to say that, hey, you can go against Clemson and be able to put up, you know, 30 points. Because I still think with Clemson right now, even without him, they're still going to be able to score some points, you know, maybe take away two touchdowns. And that's still a 30 point game for that offense. So um, hopefully he's healthy. I'll, I'll you know, reiterate what you just said. Hopefully it's just all continue to be mild symptoms. But um, you know, it's it's the protocol's a protocol, man. And, and as yeah. of right now, it does not look like he'll be playing against Notre Dame. No, you're right. And the backup DJ, uh, do you know how to pronounce the last name? No, I saw a, a Twitter this morning just before we got on. Like, click this to learn how to pronounce his last name. Uwagalele, <laughs> Uwagalele, something like that. Yeah, and he's a five star. People say he could even be better than Trevor Lawrence. I don't say that. People say that, which is absolutely crazy. But like you, my new man, man crush. Monday, he could be. Aaron Murray's QB crush. This could be DJ Ugalele if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, 
depending on what he does against Boston College. But it's like, okay, how else are we going to attack you? We don't have Trevor Lawrence, so we'll just give the ball to ETN. We'll run it down your throat. This guy can clearly throw. He's got game experience as well because Clemson blows out every team, so he gets in the games. He's not going to be um, – let's, let's see his stats on the year. I got him right here. So on Where's the year – He's got 102 yards, 62 QBR, but his game splits, like he went 8 of 11 against Citadel, 2 of 3 against Wake. Um, you know, there you go. No touchdowns yet, but he's going to be just fine, and, and especially against Boston College two, in two, Clemson. Two rushing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns, um, especially in Clemson. If this game was in Boston College, you know, I, I would say, well, you know, this could go into the third or fourth quarter, but in Death Valley, um, with all the talent that Clemson has – not going to be an issue. You said, what about next week? What about the Heisman race? Trevor Lawrence's COVID positive test clearly has more implications in the Heisman race than it does the college football playoff race. Absolutely no doubt about it. Justin Fields has to be licking his chops. He's got to be sitting there going, I want to have a huge night on national TV at Penn State this weekend to really cement myself as a true contender, which he already is. Um, and then there's just, you know, moving forward, it's going to be really interesting to see how he comes out of this. If he were not to practice, clearly he has to be in isolation, right, Aaron? Yep. If he were not to practice at all next week, but was cleared to play the Notre Dame game, do you give him the keys to the car? Yeah, 100% you give him the keys to the car. You know, you go out there and you know, he, he, he would be, he's one of those guys, you know, you obviously you want practice, but he's had enough reps with these starting receivers and uh, the communication offense line. He'll obviously be in Zoom meetings and, and 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 be mentally prepared. I think physically he'll be just fine. Maybe it takes a quarter to get going, uh, especially against a defense like Notre Dame. But I think by midway through that second quarter into the second half, he'd be just fine. So, um, you know, I want to go back to your 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 what you brought up about Boston College and, and is this a game that Clemson maybe drops? Because we always know Clemson every year yeah, either drops game. a game. Yeah, they have a slow game. Um, or, or, you know, they lose it or they, it's just close to the end, just like North Carolina last year. I think the message from Dabo to this football team is now, you know, these guys are wide awake. I don't think they're going to yeah. come out slow. I think it's like, hey, boys, we don't have Trevor Lawrence, so everyone else better step their crap up because mm-hmm. we don't have him to bail us out if things are close there in the fourth quarter. So I think you're actually going to get a Clemson team this weekend that's going to come out extremely focused on both sides of the football, knowing that they have to play their A game to be able to go out there and do what we you know 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 that they can do against Boston College. Yeah, you yeah, that's a, that's perfectly said. Those situations like uh 2 weeks ago against Syracuse when they kind of came out slow, like you get lulled into a sleep. You you are in the you're kind of in the sleepwalk of your weekly routine. You know that an inferior opponent is coming in. Maybe you're lackadaisical in your approach Thursday, Friday. You get to the stadium on Saturday. The juice isn't there. The fans are already you know, significantly less at capacity, but they're fully awake now. Hey, we don't have our quarterback. Hey, you know, we have kind of gotten close against Syracuse in the first half, but you just said it. I mean, these guys are going to be ready to roll. You know, Dabo's saying the exact same thing. Um, so they will be prepared to hit the ground running against Boston College, and I'll be interested to see what DJ does with his chance to start his first game at Clemson. Um, Got to keep tabs on this one. Obviously, we'll we'll follow mm-hmm. it all weekend long. Early next week, we'll see what they're saying about Trevor What, what did the line move to? Uh, they know? took it off the board. Yeah, it's off the board. Did they? Okay. Yeah, so they took that off the board. Um, the other COVID storyline is Wisconsin. 
Um, you know, Aaron and I host a, a digital show that you can get on all your over-the-top networks called Campus Store Live. Go to campusstore.com, check it out. But we do stock up, stock down. And obviously the Big Ten was this past weekend, and I'm like, oh, stock up, I mean, Wisconsin, right? This is Monday night. I'm like, Graham Mertz, he's a stud. Um, Wisconsin maybe finally has a quarterback. They lost a lot to the NFL. Um, you know, go Badgers. And Aaron goes, stock down. Wisconsin, they're not going to be playing. And you called it. I mean, they've shut it down at Wisconsin. Kind of crazy how it's run through. Everybody has mild to no symptoms, which is great. But now there's 16 active cases among the Badger football team, including the head coach, Paul Christ, along with the quarterback, Graham Mertz. Big 10 protocols are crazy. 21-day isolation. So Graham Mertz, who almost set an NCAA record, five touchdowns in his first game, only one incompletion, has to be away for 21 days. In the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big 12, it's 10 days, which seems more along the lines of what medical professionals are advising for everybody. You know, the Big 10 triples it and says 21 days. So Wisconsin cancels their game this weekend. They were set to play Nebraska. Here's what I want to talk about. Nebraska, from the onset of all of this, Aaron, was very vocal that they want to play football. They will do anything to play football. They'll look to join other conferences to play football. Mm -hmm. They'll try to set up their own schedule in order to play football. Well, Wisconsin canceled their game. Okay, The Big Ten did not shut the game down. Wisconsin canceled the game. Nebraska's sitting there with an open space in their schedule. They said, okay, well, here, we'll go play Tennessee-Chattanooga. Tennessee-Chattanooga got tested everybody's negative, let's go play the game. Then the Big Ten stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. That's where I think it's unfortunate. What I thought is that when you knew that these situations would come up, they would have solutions to each specific problem, yet here we are and we don't. Um, I just want to give a hat tip, round of applause to Coach Scott Frost at Nebraska. This man's sticking up for his players, sticking up for his alumni and his fan base and his school, trying to get on the football field. Yeah, man, and and that's let's not forget what the ultimate goal is to allow these kids to play football, man. That 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 is what all the the parents, the coaches, everyone wants. Uh, they're not being selfish. Scott Frost isn't doing this for himself. He's doing it so his guys can go out there and compete yep. because they've worked their tail off uh, to be able to to go play a football season. So you know, who was it? Uh, you just said that they were trying to play this weekend uh, to make up the game. That team tested negative. They went through very similar pr- protocols during the week. Tennessee Chattanooga um, against Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. So hey, let, let the kids play, man. So it's just to me, it just once again shows that the Big Ten is just doing it wrong. And it just shows that the SEC, especially the SEC, um, it, just with everything that they put into this from how they're testing, the ability to retest, the amount of time out, uh, the ability to uh, move games throughout the season, as we've seen, is just hats off once again to Greg Sankey. Just absolutely yeah. tremendous job. Yes. And, you know, Warren and those guys in the Big Ten right now, uh, it, it's going to be a tough season, man, because now all of a sudden you're talking about a Wisconsin team that could lose two or three games uh, it's crazy. in an eight-game schedule already. So it, it's really unfortunate for them. I just don't get – I don't understand the 21 days. I really don't. Um, you know, from everything we've seen, for, for a normal human being to go back to work, they say, what, quarantine 10 to 14 days? Um, yeah, and- uh, yes, 10 to 14 days, you go back there. Why are you going to make a, an 18 to 20 year old kid quarantine for 21 days afterwards? So I don't know. I think they're just being a little bit too cautious when, when there's been enough research, at least now. Like I said, there's always there's obviously more to learn about COVID. We're learning more and more. But there's been enough research to know 
he doesn't have to quarantine for 21 days. Yes. I mean, 100%. 21 days is overkill. You're putting at risk three, losing three games of an eight-game yes. season. I mean, if they can't play this weekend, what makes you think they can play for two more weeks? 100%. And, and again, you know, of course, we're all about health and safety. And of course, we, like yes. we, Aaron and I are sitting here saying there is a right way to do this. But you knew this was going to happen. You knew players were going to contract COVID. Luckily and thankfully, the symptoms have been very mild. And luckily and thankfully, Ross Dellinger from SI put out a report last night that medical officials have stopped finding the heart inflammation, myocarditis, in athletes. So they're going to stop screening them. He goes, it's no longer considered an issue. Right. The big Mm -hmm. thing that the Big Ten canceled the whole season over, the same medical professionals have come out and said, we don't see it anymore. We're not even going to screen for it. So, again, that's huge. But to sit there and go, we know this is going to happen. And if it does, we're going to take out a third of your season or a quarter of your season. That's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Wisconsin, all those guys are healthy. They can get back on track. But the Big Ten to nix that Nebraska-Tennessee-Chattanooga game. Again, that's just stupid. It's overkill. Doesn't make much sense at all. You know what does make sense, though, Aaron? What's that? Winning money on prize picks. I won last mm-hmm. night, Thursday night football, a little flex play. Uh, Matt Ryan under, Teddy Bridgewater under, Deion Jones over. And we got a great weekend of games to get active. I mean, tomorrow's Halloween. If you're watching football, maybe pop open a cocktail a little bit earlier supposed to be beautiful weather in Atlanta. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com or download the PrizePix app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All you do is pick two, three, or four players. You can win up to 10x on any entry. And the best part is, is that there's no sharks, no optimizers, or mass multi-entries. It's just you versus the predictions. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT and get that 100% instant deposit match. Here's the couple players that I want to ask you because we're about to get into punt, pass, and pick. There's a couple of games that we're going to go outside the SEC for. But in the SEC, Aaron, I think there's just really good games. Well-balanced matchups. Teams that are going to go against teams. Strength versus strength. Weakness versus weakness. We should have a lot of four-quarter games. Off the jump, Georgia goes to Kentucky. And uh, our boy Stetson Bennett, 5'12", Stetson Bennett. He is projected to have 19.9 fantasy points in Lexington. Look, you've played in Lexington. I've played in Lexington. Different vibe. Um, I, we, you know, we didn't get to play up there when they had the artificial turf. It's going to be cooler weather. Kentucky's defense is okay. I would be really interested to see what the game plan is. Kirby has straight up said we're going to go back to bully ball. 20 points, fantasy points for Stetson. Seems a little juicy. I think I'd lean to the under. Yeah, I think I – think- I think what we're going to see this weekend for versus Kentucky for Georgia is now going to be, okay, we, we've tried to spread things out. We've tried at times to maybe throw the ball a little bit too much. I think this is now going to be the new formula. You're going to see it. This is what Georgia's going to try to do the rest of the year in order to get better and figure out a way to beat Florida and then beat Alabama if they do have the chance to face those guys in the SEC championship game is play great defense, run the football, dominate the clock, and just win football games. I, I just think you have to give up on this notion of, okay, we're going to re-identify ourselves and create a new identity on offense this year. And, and we're going to turn into this, this spread offense. We're not, they're not there yet. I'll continue to say they don't have the personnel to do it just yet. So run the football, play great defense. I'm going to take the under. Listen, I think that defense 
is going to hold Kentucky to single digits. I don't think yeah, Kentucky I, I scores agree. in the double digits here. And then, and then obviously, then I, I just don't think Stetson's going to play the entire football game. I see the defense possibly getting some scores on their side. Awesome. Um, you know, running the football. And then we're going to get to see either Dwan Mathis or JT Daniels, I would say, you know, end of the third quarter, beginning the fourth, uh, and get those guys some PT. All right. I'm going to give you three quarterbacks here, three more quarterbacks on prize picks. I want over or under and one sentence as to why. One of my favorite games of the weekend, I think my favorite game of the weekend, and we're going to discuss it here in a couple of minutes, is LSU at Auburn, 3.30, CBS. TJ Finley had an awesome debut as LSU's quarterback last weekend. Over or under 21 fantasy points against Auburn? I'm going to go under. Uh, sorry, I'm going to give you two senses here. One, LSU wants to run the football. They did it last yep. week. And, you know, Auburn has struggled to, to stop the runs. So I think LSU knows, hey, we just got to run, run, run. So I think it's going to be heavy emphasis on that part of the game. And two, Auburn's now been able to watch the film on this freshman quarterback. You know, South Carolina had no idea what they're getting with TJ Finley. Yeah, there's no film on him for sure. Uh, now there is. You're able to kind of scheme against him, his strengths, his weaknesses, what they want to do as an offense. So I think Auburn would give them a little bit more of a challenge than what South Carolina was able to do. All right, your boy Connor Bazelak against Florida's defense. They have not played in three weeks. Florida, that is. Everybody knows that there's a recipe out there to put points on the board. He's only projected 16 fantasy points Woo! against Florida. What do you think? Oh, man, listen, I, I know that's probably because of what they did last week against Kentucky, just running the football, but that's not going to be their identity this weekend versus Florida. They know they're going to have to score points. They know that they're going to have to use him. And I think last week he earned the trust of those quarter coaches because a lot of the times it was plays down the field, and he's just so mature, way beyond his years, of understanding, hey, nothing's downfield, and just boom, check it down, check it down, check it down, check it down. So I think as a coach, you go back and watch that game and say, listen, we can call plays and and test this Florida secondary vertically down the field because we trust that Bazelak is, is a smart enough quarterback to understand if things aren't there, let me just find my check down and move yep. on with five, six yards. So I think they're going to continue to open this game plan for him. I anticipate him to have uh, you know, more of an LSU-type game compared to a Kentucky-type game that we saw last week, so I would take the over. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's a really good line to take advantage of. And then I'll give you unpicked Bo Nix. Look, I picked the under on Bo Nix last week against Ole Miss. He was under until that last play of the game to Seth Williams, catch and run, 50-plus yards for a touchdown. That stung a little bit, hurt my feelings a little bit, but you know the recipe for Bo Nix now. Chad Moore showed it to us last week. Intermediate throws, start to run the football, get him in a groove to where he is comfortable to spread it out. He's projected 24 points this weekend against LSU. I'm taking the under on 24 points. That's a lot of points. He's not very, he's not as efficient with the football as he should be. Again, I think they lean more on Tank Bigsby here. I'm going to go under 24 for Bo Nix. Go over to prizepicks.com, download the app, use the promo code PUNT. All right, let's dive into punt, pass, and pick. We got five games. Murray, you had a tough one last week, one and four against mm. the spread. You're 17 and 18 total, so you're not out of it. I, on the other hand, had a fantastic week, four and one. What's new? I'm 20 and 15 against the spread. Let's start in Lexington. Number five, Georgia, heads up to Kentucky to take on the Wildcats. This line has risen all week long. Georgia is now a 17-point favorite. The total is 42-and-a-half, 12 p.m. on SEC Network. A lot of questions around Georgia. What do you expect? What are we going to see on offense? Similarly, a lot of questions from Kentucky. Is Joey Gatewood going to play? Are they trying to make a change? Can they salvage their season? Because if they lose this game, buddy, it's over. Head on to basketball season. Um, I'm going to make two predictions here. One, Georgia does, does cover. 
Okay. Um, wow. Quick and quick two, answer. And, and two, that is my lock of the week Woo! as well. So I'm just gonna th- I'm gonna get out there right wow. now. Wow. Happy I'm Friday. Saying, I, what happened against Alabama? The defense for Georgia was embarrassed, just absolutely embarrassed. They, they know they should have played better, even against an elite Alabama offense. You know Kirby has just been ripping those dudes these past two weeks. So I expect a hungry, hungry, hungry yeah. Georgia defense. And the best thing they do is they stop the run, and that's all Kentucky can do. Uh, and Joey Gatewood has been named the starter. Okay. I don't see Joey Gatewood as any improvement over Terry Wilson as a quarterback, honestly, besides the fact that he's bigger. Uh, he's not, he does not scare me throwing the football. Their receivers don't scare me at all. I think Georgia's defense. Absolutely. I mean, I could see Kentucky crossing the 50 yard line. Oh my goodness. Um, do you? Uh, no, do you I, lo- I just Kentucky? love it. I, I love it. I'm just being serious right now. I don't see Kentucky moving the football against this pissed off Georgia defense right now. I think Georgia's going to run the ball effectively. Uh, Setson's going to take care of it. I think Georgia rolls in this football game. Like I said, I just don't think Kentucky is going to be able to move the football. Yeah, and I, I go back, and I, I totally agree with you. I, I love your conviction. I go back to the past couple of years, Kirby, Dan Landing against Eddie Grant and Mark Stoops. Kentucky can't cannot hang with Georgia. They can't do it. I mean, even last year, mud, rain, wind game inside Sanford Stadium, 21-0, Georgia wins. Two years ago, when the SEC East was on the line, Georgia went in there, stomped their foot on Kentucky's throat, and ran them out of Lexington. Three years ago, same old thing. That's when Georgia was really, really good and um, obviously took care of business in a big way. But Eddie Grant cannot find success against this Georgia defense. Dan Lanning is going to have these boys playing. They know the recipe to shut down Kentucky. You seem very locked in on the Joey Gatewood, Terry Wilson thing. I agree with you on that. It's not that much of an upgrade. Is it time for a change? I mean, I guess so because their offense can't do anything at all, but it's not going to matter against this Georgia defense. Yes, the line has risen all week long. I'll lay the 17 as well. This has to be a statement game for Georgia. All you've heard is the talk from this week about how they want to get back on track. All we heard was the talk of the fans and the media from last week about how Georgia continuously falls short against Alabama, and they're not there yet. Well, everything is still out in front of them, okay? Will Stetson play the whole game? If it's a blowout, will DeWan get in? If JT Daniels is healthy enough, will JT Daniels get in? I don't know, but this is a perfect get-right game for Georgia on the road, conference opponent, division opponent, to set the standard for this second half of the season because Florida is next week. So they better get this thing going right and in the right direction quickly to be able to carry that momentum into Jacksonville for a top 10 matchup against Florida. I will lay the 17 as well. Aaron, I hope you're right because that will send us off into a fantastic Halloween afternoon tomorrow. Mm -hmm. All right, next game. We're going to go outside the SEC for these next two. 4 p.m. on Fox, Texas at number six, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a three and a half point favorite. The total is 58 and a half. And the reason I wanted this game on there is because if Texas wins, the Big 12 is shot. Oklahoma State's still undefeated. Yes, they are ranked number six, as I just told you. A lot of chatter in Austin. Tom Herman, Texas, is the honeymoon over? Are they going to move on? The number one recruit in the nation in 2022, five-star quarterback, decommitted from Texas. Just a lot of smoke. In Austin, and where there's smoke, there's usually fire. But Tom Herman is the king of winning the game that keeps his heart beating. I just see Texas 
winning this football game. Give me the three and a half points. Longhorns on the road. Check out the money line. Maybe put some pizza money on it because I think Texas wins this game outright. I think they throw a wrench into the Big 12. And Tom Herman just continues to be a savage in the underdog spot. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State here. I think Oklahoma State is understanding of, you know, we have to win every single football game this year. We can't have a slip up if we want to get in. And, you know, I just think I'm, I'm with you on this smoke right now for Texas. They lost the number one recruit. Like you said, they lost a four-star receiver. Also, I mean, they're losing people to that program. You know that Herman is on his way out. Um, I think guys in that locker room know it as well. And and and, and just right now, I, I, their defense is crap. It really is. And you look at the, the balance of this football game. Oklahoma State can play great defense. They're giving up only 12 points a game. Texas is not used to playing a team that actually shows up and plays good defense. Yeah. And that's what Oklahoma State does. They're the they anomaly the in the football. Big 12. Yeah, they really are. And then obviously then they run the ball really well with Hubbard on the other side of the football. And, and Texas has given up like 130 yards per game on the ground. I think they just ground and pound it. They play great defense. It's at home for Oklahoma State. Uh, and Texas is just I, – I can't believe in Texas. I'm sorry. I know they're backed up against the wall with their head coach right now. But to me, they're just not good. At some point, you just have to say they're just not a good football team. This is his fourth year. They haven't got any better. It's a shame. It's Texas. But it is what it is, man. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. It's, yeah, it is what it is. But it just sucks because Sam Ellinger such a good talent. Clearly, yeah, Tom is. Herman is an offensive mind. Like he, they, they, things should be better. Texas's defense should. should be better. You've got the recruits. You've got everything at your fingertips. Make it happen. I think this weekend they will. So who knows? We'll see. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Number three, Ohio State hits the road. Takes on number eighteen, Penn State. Ohio State's a twelve and a half point favorite. The total sixty four and a half. This is your prime time seven thirty p.m. game on ABC. And I. Look, I watched Ohio State last week. I was locked into that Indiana-Penn State game. Still cannot get over how that ended. Ohio State is by far the cream of the crop in the Big Ten. They will blow Penn State out tomorrow night. Blow Penn State out. They know what they have in front of them. They will continue to score. I mean, shit, they scored a touchdown with 40 seconds left against Nebraska last week. Covered, you know, one by 35. These guys don't give a damn. I think they need this statement. When every win you can get and make a statement in the Big Ten this season, you have to take advantage of it. I will lay the 12.5. I think Justin Fields is going to absolutely go off. The only thing that worries me is Ohio State's defending of a tight end. Penn State's got a great tight end. That's all I've heard all week. Um, I just don't think they they cannot hang with these guys over 60 minutes. Ohio State minus 12.5. Yeah, um, listen, Clifford's going to have to protect the football. He had two interceptions last week. That is an issue. If you give the ball, if you lose possessions against Ohio State, See ya. you know, a, a, a seven-point game turns into 21 in a matter of, you know, a second pretty much with how explosive they are on offense with Fields, uh, Alave, and, and all the skill guys they have. So, you know, I, I, I just want to see, does, you know, can Ohio State run the football? You know, can they find the identity of a running back without having to use Justin Fields so much? You know, I, he, listen, he's a great athlete. You love the ability of him to run, but also you got to protect him a little bit more as well. So I'm with you, man. If this was a, a packed house yeah, different. and it was a wideout, uh, different story, then I would take Penn State. But the fact that it's going to be completely empty, um, you know, they don't have that home field advantage. I just love, love, love 
Ohio State. And I love what you said earlier, too, when we were talking about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is Justin Fields' opportunity now to say, listen, I get to gain two games back yep. on Trevor Lawrence because ACC yep. is going to play 11 games. We're going to play nine. And all of a sudden, if Trevor Lawrence is out two games, then we're matched up. And then you can just look at stats and performance on the field to determine who's going to win the Heisman. And all of a sudden, I think Justin's like, hey, I got a legitimate shot right now to leave this year as a national champion and a Heisman Trophy winner. So I think he's going to come out and have another stellar day against this Penn State defense that gave up 36 points against Indiana. So yeah. good luck wow. with that offense for Ohio State. I'm going to take Ohio State with the points. Yeah, no doubt. Lay, lay the 12.5. Ohio State's going to roll. It's already a baked-in excuse. James Franklin yeah. yesterday said, Happy Valley will be significantly different without fans. Well, buddy, I don't know how many you would need to make this one different, but um, – Ohio State's coming in there, sort of on a revenge-type tour. They will take care of business, lay that number, and have fun watching that game. Okay, let's round it out. A couple SEC games right here. Definitely want to get this one in. LSU at Auburn, 330, SEC on CBS. LSU's a three-point road favorite. The total is 65. That kind of surprised me. You're getting three with Auburn as a home dog. TJ Finley, LSU, obviously had a great week last week against South Carolina. Bo Nix, Tank Bigsby, Gus Malzahn continue to live on a prayer. They beat Ole Miss when they shouldn't have because of officiating. Aaron, I think you and I said that's their third win of the season because Mm -hmm. of officiating. It's crazy. Is this the classic Gus Malzahn spot to win the football game and continue silencing the haters in Auburn? I do. I think think they win this football game. Wow. I... To me, LSU last week kind of surprised South Carolina. Um, Like I said earlier, they just didn't know what to expect, what the game plan was going to be with a freshman quarterback. Um, And and, and listen, for for how crappy Bo Nix has played at times this year, I also think he has played well when he learns to take care of the football, uh, when he learns not to try to be a superhero every single time. Bigsby is an absolute beast back there running the football. Seth Williams is a monster on the outside. Uh, I think they're going to have a game plan for this freshman quarterback, Finley, for LSU. I think they're going to be able to slow them down a little bit more than what South Carolina was able to do. Um, They're just going to have to be able to stop the run. That is going to be the key in this game. Can Auburn's defensive line, which has struggled this year to stop the run, I think they're giving up 180 yards per game rushing. I mean, that's a lot of rushing yards. So, I mean, that's that's what makes me hesitate a little bit because LSU really impressed me with their offensive line last week, their their ability to push South Carolina around. Um, they're going to have to play big boy ball. And, and, and the goal is going to be, can you put the ball in TJ Finley's hands and say, hey, listen, freshman, you had great week one. Can you do it back-to-back weeks is going to be what I'm interested in seeing. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Auburn at home. Um, you know, that's a tough place to play, even with limited fans. And, and it's just somehow Auburn finds ways to win yeah, football games. You know, refs or no refs, whatever it is, they just somehow are winning games. So you got to take that into account as well. So I'm going to take Auburn at home here. Yeah, take the home, dog. I I like it, but I'm going to be on the other side here. You know, you make a great point when you say they know what T.J. Finley is going to bring to the stadium this week. South Carolina didn't. They had no film on him. They didn't know what the game plan was going to be, and LSU took advantage of it. Clearly now, Auburn knows what to expect from T.J. Finley and LSU. I'm going to roll with LSU here. I'll lay the three. I just can't trust Bo Nix. I, I can't trust Gus Malzahn. This is a bigger spot. You know, the 25% capacity of fans is what it is. 
I just think the anomalies was LSU losing to Mizzou, was LSU losing to Mississippi State. I think they've kind of found their identity now. I think they can rally around TJ Finley. I think he can lean on the run game more. You know, LSU can settle in and know what their game plan is heading into this matchup against Auburn, which is a fantastic SEC West rivalry. I'll lay the three here. I think Coach O is kind of getting these boys back on track. And man, if they don't, like the losses are starting to pile up for these guys. Who would have ever thought, based on the season they had a year ago, but what an unprecedented season it has been. I will lay the three with LSU. I'll go against you there, Murray. And let's pick one more game. I had it between two. I want to give. God, I said there's two good games, I man. I want to give the hat. Well, let's just pick them then. Do you want to go yeah. to a Halloween special? Or let's what? do a Halloween special because these next two games I think are the best games. All right. I, listen, I love the LSU Auburn game. I think it's going to be a great game. But I mean, you said at the start of the show with the SEC. To me, if you would have said at the beginning of the season that Arkansas A and M would have yep. been a great game, I would have been like, you're, "You're you're freaking crazy." Yeah. I think it's going to be a damn good football game. Oh I yeah. Think Missouri. Because of Florida's layoff, yep. has a chance with their new quarterback to make that possibly an interesting football game. They could. The way Florida's played defensively and the way Eli Drinkwitz has that offense playing and that team playing for Missouri, I think both those games there in the SEC uh, could be a little bit spooky this weekend for the for the home favorites. Okay, so let's do this. Okay, what game do you want to make our punt and pass spooky special? Because we're going to pick one in punt, pass, and pick, and then the I other one's going to be the spooky special. I think Arkansas has more of a chance to win, in okay. my mind. So our spooky special, Halloween edition, punt, pass, and pick, Arkansas at number 8, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a 12-point favorite at Kyle Field. This game is at 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network. The total is 55. Do not sleep on Arkansas. Texas A&M, yes, they have validated that Florida win with a victory over Mississippi State. Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Munn seem to have figured out the criteria to stack wins. Can they keep it going against Arkansas? Barry Odom's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Felipe Franks has tons of SEC East experience, SEC experience, I should say. Kendall Bryles can dial some stuff up. Man, Sam Pittman in the running for Coach of the Year. If they were to steal one here, I mean, he is in the front for SEC Coach of the Year, Aaron. Or SEC Coach of the Year, maybe National Coach of the wow. Year, honestly. I mean, <laughs> to take an Arkansas team that people are saying wouldn't win a single game in the SEC this year. Very true. And that'd be 3-2. and two. Yeah. And I do think midway through the season, I think I could crown the winner of this game as the number two team in the SEC West. Okay. Honestly. Wow. I, mean, I don't know why no, not. No, I like it. I like it, Definitely, yeah. Obviously, if A&M wins, yes, they're the number two team. I okay. think Arkansas... I would put them as the number two team in the SEC West. You know, they would have to continue to prove a lot to earn that throughout the rest of the season. But midway through the year, yeah, I'd put them there. I'm taking Arkansas with the points here. Yeah. Um, you know, A&M to me offensively is is just they're, – they're average, man. They, to, they, they haven't impressed enough besides against the game against Florida. And we know Florida defensively is just not very good. I mean, you look, they, they only scored 17 points versus Vanderbilt. 24 points versus Alabama, and only 28 points versus Mississippi State. So this isn't an elite offense for AM. Kellerman's great. Uh, really like him. I, I love the fact that he has confidence after that Florida win and should continue that confidence throughout the rest of the season. But to me, this is still not a team that's going to go out there and score 35 to 42 points every single week. Plus, you're facing an Arkansas defense that's pretty darn good. Oh, man. yeah, they get after I mean, it. Really, really good on the defensive side of the football. So – I think this is a close game. I think this is somewhat of a lower scoring game. Uh, and that's why I like Arkansas on it. Um, and, I, and, I, and I, honestly, 
you know, I have A&M winning the football game, but I would not be surprised if Arkansas finds a way. It's going to come on the Felipe Franks. I mean, yeah. can Felipe Franks take care of the football? And can the defense for Arkansas continue to play the way they played this season? I think this is going to be a great football game. I, I 100% agree with you. If it's a low-scoring game against two pretty evenly matched teams, 12 is way too many points. Way so too give me the 12. Um, you just mentioned how many points Texas A&M has been scoring against teams not named Florida, and they're not blowing them out. You know, they're not putting up 40-plus, and if they don't score 40 or 35, I think Arkansas keeps it close if Felipe Franks takes care of the football, which I would expect him to do. He knows better than anybody that is their recipe for success. Yep. I think Arkansas could win the game. I really do. I'm with you. That is the punt and pass spooky special Halloween edition of punt, pass, and pick. Last game, kind of on the – I think I want to say on the same kind of vibe as Arkansas at Texas A&M. It's Missouri at number 10, Florida. Florida's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 62. This game is on the SEC alternate channel, and it's at 7.30 p.m. Aaron, Florida has been off for three weeks. They've all had COVID. Coach Mullins had COVID. They had to shut down the facility. Lots of inconsistencies in game preparation. Mizzou, on the other hand, complete opposite. Steamrolling with momentum. Connor Bazelik is their quarterback. This is the Aaron Murray rose petal game of the week. Kyle mm-hmm. Trask against Connor Bazelik. Look, oh, I know you're in Utah on the Utah State game. Get in your robe, lay in the bed, turn down the lights, light a candle, and enjoy this football game, my man, because these are your two boys. But what I'm saying is this. Florida has had three weeks off. That is an insane amount of time to not have practiced consistently and not have played a game. I will give you two scenarios of how this game will play out. Florida will hit the ground running and absolutely steamroll Mizzou, which would be, I think, a little bit out of the norm given the three weeks off. Or Florida is very sloppy, doesn't take care of the football. Mizzou is able to to continue to expose this Todd Grantham defense and watch out, watch out because Eli Drinkwitz could get serious validation as an SEC head coach if they go into the swamp and upset number 10 ranked Florida. Yeah, man, this is another one. I, I'm a little bit more confident in my pick versus Arkansas um, and, and A&M the game before. This one, I just it, it depends on how how does Florida show up in this game? I mean, three weeks off is a lot of time. It's mean, so almost like first game jitters for yeah. these guys with the amount of time. I'm not so much worried about the offense. Um, you know, I think they're going to be fine for Florida. I just, I don't know about this defense. I really don't. Uh, but on the other hand for Missouri, you know, they don't have the best receivers in the sec. It's not like they have elite guys on the outside. Uh, you know, I love Basil, like at quarterback, um, you know, and, and, and this team is built on running the football and then maybe taking some action shots on top of that. I think Florida, I'm going to take Florida with the points here. Um, you know, I just think at home, their offense, I think the defense for, for how bad they've played, I think they play a little bit better this week just because of the lack of talent on the outside for Missouri. I still think this is a good football game. You know, they win by 14 points, 16 points, somewhere around there. But I just think Kyle Trash shows up, him and Kyle Pitts, along with those great receivers um, for Florida. Uh, and, and make a statement like, hey, don't forget about us here at Florida. We can still put up points. We still have elite guys on the side of the football. I just think it's going to be too much for Missouri's defense to handle. I like Florida here uh, in this football game. Yeah, but, I, 
Go ahead. You know, it's still I'm still torn, honestly. So I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong, but I'm just going to go with that right now. Well, I, I think it goes back to my two scenarios, and I think there's a greater chance of Florida hitting the ground running Saturday yeah. night. You know, look, they've got tons of talent. They can't overlook this game. Georgia's next week. I don't think this is a gotcha spot on the schedule because they've had three weeks off. I mean, they simply cannot afford it. So out of my two scenarios, I agree with Aaron. I'll lay the 12 and a half as well. I think Florida is able to overcome those inconsistencies, able to overcome the idol of three weeks, and they are able to beat Mizzou by two touchdowns, as they should. They, they really should. If you watch the Kentucky-Mizzou game last week, which I don't know why you would have, it's tough to watch from an offensive football yeah. standpoint. Florida should be able to win this game. If they turn the ball over, though, and if they get off to a slow start, watch out. This could be a 60-minute battle. Hey, man, we got a great weekend of football. It's Halloween tomorrow. What's Maddox going to be for Halloween? He's a little uh, lion. Okay. <laughs> dressed up. I know. I'm so sad I won't be there. We, we put his outfit on the other day, so at least I could see it on yeah. him uh, live. And uh, Mama, Mama, Mama Murray, Miss Sharon, is just absolutely crushing the at-home duties right she now. Is, so dude. she'll have him all lined up and take him on a little walk around the neighborhood. And well, I'm stuck freezing my butt off in Utah. Yeah, and it's Utah State versus... San Diego, San Diego State. State. Awesome. That'll be a good San Diego game. State's, yeah. yeah. San Diego State's pretty damn good. Offensively, they can run it. Uh, and then Utah State, I love their front seven. They got some skill in the back end, too. So they got to figure out their offense. Um, obviously, with Jordan Love gone, got to find a new identity. But uh, hopefully, a good football game. No doubt. Uh, Bridget will be Elsa. Kara nice. will be Anna. Jackie oh. will be Olaf. And Daddy will be Sven. So. That's what we got going on Saturday, man. I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be dialed up. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can see all the pictures. We're at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at Aaron Murray Eleven. I'm at Drew Butler. Uh, go over to puntandpass.com and be sure to download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code Punt. Put a two, three, or four pick entry in. Use the promo code Punt. You get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks and you can win real cash today we love our friends over at prize picks have an awesome halloween everybody be safe enjoy the weekend and we will talk to you next week see you